We got a fast break, line up this bound to shake your spines up. Reflect the light on the latest in sports, keep your blinds up. Hilarious swag is what you get in transition, like the truth when your man spitting. Man, listen, feels your man on the wing, mostly known for shots fired. On the other end, he'll lock you down like you got priors. PMO be the one setting the pitch, back you down with the bigger picture. Words of the Holy Scripture, need a fifth to stir the pot and add to the mixture. It's franchise, baby, pick it up. Yo, we need a fifth. We can get this mother loving show. Welcome world, this is We Need a Fifth This is your man Mo Got my man P What up though <laughs> And on the jack, my man Hill Back in action, what's going on man Good to see you again Is in the house Well, definitely in the house And not <laughs> with the guys at the house I'm definitely here quarantined away Not with COVID, but just staying away I'm, I'm here though, good to be back Good to have you. All right, so let's jump right into it, fellas. And I, I know I'm starting to get tired of this subject, but, and I, I'm sure some of our listeners are starting to get tired of this subject. But I think we had to bring it up. Joel Embiid recently had some comments regarding Ben Simmons, and I think it's like the final gauntlet that's been set, set down by Joel as far as telling where he stands at. Just to kind of summarize what he said, he felt that team did a lot to appease Ben Simmons by trading Jimmy Butler when he felt that that he needed the ball more in his hands and couldn't do that with Jimmy Butler on the team by trading for Al Horford. That was a move that was seen as something that would benefit Ben Simmons. And also more recently, with him taking this stance, he's saying that it seems like Ben is being borderline disrespectful to his teammates. Do we have any thoughts about this? Okay. Or, or, or? My thoughts are, I'm, I'm ready for this. Uh, let this. I want this to be, uh, metaphorically, the guillotine for the story. The Ben Simmons story, a.k.a. the never-ending story. Um, first of all, Jimmy Butler's better than Ben Simmons. They made a mistake. Uh, second of all, don't tell me that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid don't mix when they were the number one seed in the East. All right, let's not do that. And they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals before. That was with Jimmy Butler. And uh, I believe it's Peekskill or Poughkeepsie, New York's finest, Elton Brand. Mm. You're going to have to write this wrong. You got to get this ship in order, bro. And uh, like we spoke off air, Mo, I think at, at this point, you have to hold a press conference, make a decision what you're going to do, stand on it. And that's it. Tell your players, answer no more questions. Ben Simmons is, you know, not uh, a topic of discussion. He's, yeah, he's, <laughs> he has nothing to do with this team right now. So, you know, talk about the, the, the 12 to 15 guys who are in the locker room. That's actually active from the Philadelphia 76ers mm-hmm. and move on. I wish Ben Simmons, personally, I wish Ben Simmons well, you know, was, you know, yeah. and everything. But basketball wise, whatever. You have Maxi, you have uh, Shake. Move on. Sit them down. Holler at them when you get a trade. I'm done. That's the guillotine falling. Good night. And I think the only thing I would add to it is along with that press conference, I think you also need to have a a meeting with Joel Embiid to really impress upon him. Like, hey, if you don't know already, now you have to be prepared to carry this team. And that means being available 
So whatever it takes to get your body in the condition that it needs to be in for you to stay healthy, that's what you need to be doing. That's that's the only thing you need to be doing, bro. You know, we can't afford to have you missing 20, 25 games a season now. I think more of the onus goes on, Ben. And a Tobias Harris. Hey, we paid you like a max player. It's time to step up. It's time to, you know, show why why you were signed here. He's had some good games, but no standout games as a 76er where you say, wow, he's arrived. He, he you know, he he he's putting his stamp on the Philadelphia 76er name. And yeah, he has to step up. Hill, what you think? For me, I, I, you got to think that management spoke to Joel last week because Joel came out with a more softer approach as we want Ben here. It's a better team with Ben here. And for some odd reason, I just thought that he just said, regardless of me hurting his stature here or even his trade his tra- worth, his trade value. I- I'm I'm just gonna tell it how it is. I'm I'm sick of the guy now. Now I, I can't do it. And which means like, all right, personally you might have an issue with the guy, but you're hurting business now, Joel. Like we, we're trying to get him out and you doing this doesn't help us by any means. Now we know we're gonna get minimal value for this guy now. You guys but, cannot coexist. And, and I think that's what is what we talked about this off air. I think that's what me and P are kind of alluding to is that, hey, I think management needs to draw the line in the sand and say, hey, nobody needs to talk about Ben anymore. And management has to be willing to sit on Ben for however long it takes. Maybe you wait for um, to see what happens in Portland and see if Damian Lillard is still happy come the all-star break. With his situation in Portland, so the podcast. I don't think I don't think this podcast should talk about Ben anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think they have to wait mid season. But he's they're gonna. I think they're gonna get a good a, a good deal. Whoever is acquiring Ben for what they think, mm-hmm. it's gonna be on the cheap now. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be as expensive as as Paul because you're not gonna hold them. And all right, you're holding eight million away from him. What you're doing now for, for sitting out? That's got. That's cool. But at some point, you need a body on the floor. I hear you, but I I think that at this point, you have to be resigned that, hey, right now, you're not going to have Ben on the floor. And until you are in the best position to get the best deal that you can for Ben, you have to sit on him. Allow him to sit out. Shoot. Like I said, he can sit out to the All-Star break if I was Philly. I don't care. Like, hey, and I'll pick somebody up off the street or from the G League to to fill up a roster space if need be. But, hey, I'm not. I'm of the thought now you can't just give him up on the cheap. I hate having to keep. I mean, no, it's either give him up for the cheap mode or again, we're not going to exhaust this. I totally get it. So I'll say this. Either you're going to give him for the cheap or you're going to give a king's ransom to give him away. So with that being said, a number one, a number two, Shake Middle, Shake and Ben for Bradley Bill. 
Um, if they'll take it, I, honestly, at this point, shake, uh, Maxi, lace him up. Like I, that's it. That's the, that's the, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like, like they could replace him. Like, <laughs> that's it. I, like, I, I don't I think feel, he's an irreplaceable player. I feel like. You're paying him though. That's my only. That's thing. that's Philly's problem. As a fan, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, and and I think that Philly can afford to wait. To be honest, because at this point, whatever you get back from Ben right now, if you decide, you know what, October third is the day I gotta trade him, gotta get him out 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 of our um, facility, off our team, off our books. Whatever you're getting from him would be almost tantamount to what I'm saying as far as, hey, your ability to get someone from the G League or off the street. So you have you have everything all the all everything in your favor to wait to allow some of this stench to to remove itself from Ben. Or at least have some time, you know, in between the you know, the stench. And try to get something a little bit more equitable to his value. You're not going to get exact value, but I think you can't afford to give him up right now. I think at this point, best business decision for the Philadelphia 76 is let him sit out and wait. There, yeah. there, there's going to be some team out there whose situation is going to be, hey, your star is either disgruntled and they want to move on or... um you feel that you're one piece away from actually um, capturing a title and maybe Ben Simmons is that one piece. But they can afford to wait at this point. And hey, you, hey, you don't have to pay him while he's waiting. And they've already shown that, hey, we're willing not to pay him. I think they didn't pay him his first check that, that was due um, last week. You know, they said they're going to hold down like $8 million right now. So, yeah. so I, I think they need to just hold out and wait for the prime deal. Like, and I would, if anything, I would go back to Ben's camp and say, hey, if you want to change this situation, come back, come back and play. Uh, then we can make sure that you get out of here. But other than that, you know what? Stay home. <laughs> it, it will wait. You know, um, I I don't think there's any profit in in the Sixers moving forward with the, that right now. But hey, let us know what you think. Hit us up on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email us at we need a fifth at gmail dot com. Tell us what you think the Sixers should do with Ben Simmons. Is it time to just stop the talking about Ben Simmons? And, um, <laughs> and, and I'm sure everybody agree it's time to stop talking about Ben Simmons and then let 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 him sit and I'll trade him later on in the season. But talking about the 76ers, a lot of people have are down on them now for the championships or the chance, chances to get into the make a strong playoff run. Who are our under the radar teams coming into the this new season in the NBA? You guys, for, I know you got fan favorite, and I, especially for the East Coast. Them. Oh, East Coast. Okay. Yeah. okay, let's start with the Eastern Conference. For uh, for 
as as opposed to being, I mean, Brooklyn, like who went up in Brooklyn because Minnesota, I mean, because Milwaukee won, but I mean, I think in Eastern Conference, one of the most under the radar teams that I, uh, t- there's two teams that I think of in particular. One is the Heat. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And and last year to do this, so. And and the other for me is the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, um, I came prepared. Here's the list. Five. I got the Hornets. Okay. Dark horse of the the darkest of the dark horse. I get it, but you know, number four. I agree. The Bulls. You know, on paper they look good. We'll see how it actually uh, translates on the court. Uh huh. The the Rosen. Uh, who else they had? Uh, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball and Vucci Man. Mm-hmm. Um, my, boy, my boy from LA, too. Who? Who? They got my boy from the Lakers. Um, that's the headband guy? Yes. He's not on the Lakers no more. No one cares anymore. It's, it's, it's over. <laughs> nah, he's, he's a decent player. I ain't gonna do that to him. He's Cole a decent Wolf player. Um, no, nah, it's the. Um, see, I forgot his name. Darskin Jermaine, man. Um, yeah. It'll come to us. It's not that important. That's just age. I'm totally forgetting, but it's uh, or he's just not on the Lakers anymore, so no one's going to care. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, three. I got the Heat. Uh, you know, they they're always a dark horse team. Uh, two might be a little surprising, but to me, you got two uh, all stars in uh, Jalen Brown and Tatum. I got the Celtics, and number one, of course, the Hawks. You know. I like that list. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's a pretty decent list. I thank you. I, I don't know if I would have put Boston on it, but I think I would have replaced Boston with Indiana. Shout out Caruso. Caruso. Google's your friend, bro. <laughs> um the fact that Indiana didn't cross my mind makes it yeah, I guess they ought to know one off the radar team because I didn't even think of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. You did so. say the heat, right? Yes. yes. I had them at three, yeah. Yeah. I mean, can we get off of this Boston thing really seriously? Can we can we just finally say like that? Uh, that's it. Like, are they Tatum and Brown Tatum or Brown are are really good I, I, young players. If they could build yeah. around them. I think they they now you're always just one, say that. one major piece I, away. I, I f- you know, and you're always going to say that. It's not happening. I feel that they're, they're a younger version of Levine, Levine and DeRozan. It's just that the Bulls oh, have Vucci okay. Man and Lonzo Ball. Okay. And I I would argue that they're better uh, than yeah. Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. But yeah. Definitely. No. <laughs> Especially better two-way players. Yeah. So uh, what about what about the uh, West? West, um, I think I Denver. It, are they I really Denver, under, under the radar team, though? I mean, because I think everybody expects Denver to be in the top four. So who would you have, Mo? Memphis. I also have Portland. Oof. Under the radar team. I think they they of the West Coast. Okay, so I'm giving you my list, and already it's the Pacers and the Blazers because I didn't even think about the Blazers. I had uh, that five, the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Four, I just say under the not that I expect much from this team, but no one does. <laughs> I think they're under the radar. The Clippers, mm. like they just fall off the map. Okay, the, the team that represented the West last year in the NBA Finals, the Phoenix, Phoenix. Suns. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the team that had the best regular season record in the West last year, the Utah Jazz. Now, this that might not be under the radar, but I just feel with the... I feel like, let's, let's call it what it is. We're looking at Lakers and Golden State to come out. So, and number one, yeah, I got the, I agree with Hill. I got the Nuggets, actually. Oh. I, um, I mean, this depends hugely on, like, you know, Jamal Murray's return and how he gets back into shape. But um, with um, the... the um, the growth of Michael Porter Jr. I think the Nuggets is going to be a tough team. I think um, I would take out the Nuggets in Utah and um, put in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> but, but that's because of expectations. Because yeah, you expect yeah. the Nuggets Jazz to be good. So yeah. It's not that you don't think they're good. You just don't. Yeah, I don't your, think they're, they're under the radar. They're on your radar. Yeah. I, I and think, Lord um, help us, Sacramento's nowhere on my radar. Yeah. yeah ever. <laughs> <laughs> since Chris Weber left. Like. Um, so under the radar, I, I, just none of this. That's like so really. I guess. Basically, basically a team that can, can make a, 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 a drastic change from their playoff outlook yeah. the previous year. Like, hey, um, Phoenix, if we were talking last year, they would have been an under-the-radar team because nobody t- right, thought right. that they would yeah. get yeah. the first seed and then yeah. proceed to the finals. Um, for me, Utah, even the Clippers, whatchamacallit, they're kind of expected to make a playoff run just how deep that playoff run yeah. depending on yeah. their health. You know what I mean? Like Memphis, for example, nobody's expecting them to really make a playoff run or really contend for it. No, no. Cause they made sure you and Hill actually believe in this thing. They call what the play they made the playoffs. something they call the playing game or something like that. That's that's the uh, playoffs. I don't know. And I, I will put Dallas under the radar as one of my under the radar teams because um, I think if it, everybody's being realistic, we all know how great Luka can, can be and his potential for the future. Right. But we've all seen him get bounced oh, out yeah. early. I, I thought about them. I was just like, they're on my radar, but I just don't have any ex- expectations of them. <laughs> like I just... If they make the playoffs, to me, that's a successful season for them. Like, I just, wow. I don't. Jeez, you saw that roster? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, they would be one of my under the radar. And Jason teams. Kidd is the coach there now, right? Yep. The same Jason Kidd that had Giannis a couple of years ago. Okay. <laughs> same Jason Kidd that got Dallas, they wanted the only tip, P. As a player, he didn't get it. He was he, there. He, he he was driving the bus. He, oh, no, no, no. he showed some respect. And oh, that's good that you said it's a bus because it was a car. He would have been in the trunk. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh man! Speaking about under the radar, as we get into the new season, do we think that the window is opening for the renaissance of, of the big man? You know, with Joel Embiid, Giannis just winning the chip championship with the dominance of players like Anthony Davis. Um, yeah, tell me, Carl Anthony Ta- Towns. Uh, <laughs> players um, like this. The best one, the best player now, Nikola Jokic. And, and Kevin Durant. If, you know. See, yeah, I think it depends when you say big man. Like, are you saying seven foot or center? I think the answer is yes. 
Okay. Uh, either way you look at, it, especially if you if you're counting <laughs> Durant, if you're counting Giannis Brandon and Ingram. Anthony Davis, who I would say I I'm not necessarily would say they were big minks that look at them power forwards, but if you count Giannis and Anthony Davis, yes, because these are championship players at this point. And uh, even if you don't, you still have Embiid and Joker, who in my mind are the you know clearly the two best centers in the league. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I, I think these these. I can't recall post Shaq this much talent at the center position. Mm. Mm. And I'm including Dwight Howard because it was him and Bynum. Yeah. No disrespect, but <laughs> not exactly. I mean, well, not exactly the golden era. I mean, no. And the answer is no. I mean, don't you legitimately have, what, four really good centers? Okay, so you, we're going with centers? Um, so right. for, for me, a big man is like anybody 6'10 and over. See, yeah, see, it, it depends. Well, it it, it depends right, how you that, how you qualify well, so, big men, I guess. But by Hill's definition, we have like two, <laughs> you know, and B Joker. Joker and depend, B. Depends what you think on t- of Towns and Rudy Gobert. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Because yeah, I don't have them in, 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 as a big because I have them pretty much as pretty much like versatile swing players. You know what I mean? They're more. They're more guard oriented than they are big man oriented, but that's not they're. I mean, we're just talking size wise, right? Oh, you talking about NBA and Joker? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like center, like big man. I'm I'm going by center. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. Um. So so I mean, I think we have to we have to qualify big men now. I guess you know. Yeah, because I I think in this era, especially with positionless basketball in mm-hmm. play. Joker and Embiid are sentenced. I mean, they're sentenced that can shoot. What about what about Anthony Davis? The power forward. Power forward. Like, like put this way, go into my childhood. Like, I mean, I've heard people call Barkley and Carmelo big men, but I don't consider them big men. Big men in that era to me was David Robinson, a large one, you and Shaq. Mm. You know what I mean? Centers. Right. Centers. Yeah. Seven foot centers. You know. Um. Like, I don't really consider Bam out of body a big man, although he plays center. He's like six nine. Mm. You know what I mean? But uh, so I, in that case, then it, it, can there really be a renaissance of the big man right now? Because it seemed like in that and that looking at it from that view. Yeah, you only got maybe two, possibly four. But if I, you push, but I believe that's one and two in the MVP voting. Right. So, they, but they get down to as such. You know what I mean, so they, they really can't. But see, to Embiid's, Embiid might be and might achieve the number one seed in the East. Mm-hmm. But it, it just doesn't seem like he dominates as a center like he should. So it's kind of rough for me to, to rate Embiid that way. Like, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of tough for me with Embiid, too, because I see what he can be. I think he could be a hell of a lot better than Oof. what he is already, and he's already a hell of, of a good Oof. player. I think that if he didn't have so many issues with his back as far as health and, and, and staying healthy with that, that he would be able to really punish the league down low. Yeah. I think his issues with his back pushes him out to the perimeter, yeah. you know, where he's more apt to settle for a three-pointer and accept that instead of saying, hey, I'm going to force my way down low and yeah. punish you. Yeah, I, I think it could be 
it's possible we could be witnessed since the beginning of the Renaissance. Is it the 90s? No, not even close. But I, I, this is the best crop I, we've had since like this millennium. And, and I think we got to start redefining what big man is. Right. You know, because I, after Jonas's performance in the finals, I'm sorry, he's a big man to me. He uh, he dominated like a big man. Mm-hmm. He he looked like Shaq that could dribble and had a little bit of a weight reduction. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I used to call him Alonzo Warner with a handle. Now that's that's a understatement. I'm yeah. like, I'm yeah. Yeah. Davis sh- should be at the center because he has better mismatches against those guys except for bigger guys like Jokic would eat some up down there. And, but and I would I mean, even be a heck of a center down there, but. Mm-hmm. I would even argue, Hill, that Dave Anthony Davis, his best performances have been at center. Yeah, you know? yeah because he has better matchups against, you know, traditional centers, Drummonds, and <laughs> the, the you know, what I mean, the centers that he played against during during those times, except for Jokic, except for like. Uh, and indeed, those, those type of players, I think, would give him a problem. Hold on, Did, didn't he handle Jokic in the bubble? I mean, what what was it Jokic around when they beat Denver in the bubble for the chip? Uh, no, actually, or, he had a hard time with Jokic. Actually, Dwight Howard actually had a a better time against Jokic. Yeah, actually, I I, I, against Denver, I feel like. They jumped him. Dwight Howard and McGee kind of jumped your Joker and Davis. Yeah, they, 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 and Davis just could do, you know, he was free to do what he do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. But they tried a game one and he, mm. he destroyed AD. Like, he's just too, yeah. too big for him. And they, just, they switched McGee. And and, um, mm-hmm. AD, you got to get your weight up. That's totally unacceptable. <laughs> Now he, they, Which they said he's done this this year. They said he's done this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. They brought I'm, Dwight Howard back. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see it. I'm Good. ready to see yeah, it. Correct. They brought Dwight Howard. They back. brought Dwight Howard back. Smart move. Fellas, we need a fifth. Top fifty. I think we're at ten to six. I mean, I'm pretty confident in my my pick so far. Maybe one or two mishaps, but I think two out of fifty ain't bad. So I, I I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say because I, mean, <laughs> I know this is gonna be monumental. Um, Hill, I I want to want to open the floor with you because you haven't been here for a while, <laughs> and I know the ridiculous is gonna be off on a hundred. So um, please grace us with, <laughs> with the rest of your list. Ten to six. Uh, first of all, I have to apologize to America because there was some technical difficulties. With that being said, Ray Allen was put in for number 15th. I had the wrong book at the time. You can accept it how you want. It's true. Ray, my 15th pick. Here we go and again. My number 10 pick. This is a remix. I have the right list. Starts with who I picked 15th then, which is Paul Pierce at number 10. This is the remix. This. Number nine. Welcome back, people. Number nine is James Harden. 
Number eight is Kevin Garnett. Okay. Number seven, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. And number six, Chicago's own D-Wade. Okay. Wow. Um, you didn't go off completely off the reservation. Nah, 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 that, nah, but, nah, nah. You, know, you, you got off the reservation a little bit. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> but you didn't go completely off. Like, we can still see you from the reservation. But you, you, you're stepping off the property lines, brother. <laughs> P. This, this one's pretty. <laughs> I thought it pretty but yeah, 10 to 5 was, 10 to, 10 to 5 was pretty easy. P, please bring us back back All on right. to the property, man. All right. Get us back Here home. Here we go. This is this is this is what it is. Uh now we're not playing any games. The other, the other list, all the other numbers were cute. 50, I'll just say that. 50 to 11 was cute. It, it was a matter of can, opinion. Okay, you just get get, no. get get to your now list. Now we're talking Get championship the, plays that could take you there not these oh, put up stat guys oh, or nice sneakers p i didn't hear any names these right. guys <laughs> could take you to a chip period all right number 11 number 10 number oh, 10 number what 10 are you doing? what are you doing right i'll make up for it <laughs> number 10 one-time mvp one-time nba champion defensive play of the year Kevin Garnett. Makes sense. Okay. Thank you. Number nine, one-time MVP, one-time finals MVP, one-time champion, Dirk Nowitzki. Makes no sense. Yeah, at all. He must not hurt me. Guys, I said one-time MVP, one-time champion, all one-time right. finals MVP. Get a play that's a two-way player, man. <laughs> no one one-way specialist here. Can't wait for Moe's list. Number eight. <laughs> two-time finals MVP, two-time champion, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, my God. Number seven. One-time finals MVP, three-time NBA champion, Dwayne Wade. I like that. Huh? And number six. Two-time MVP, mm-hmm. one-time final MVP, one-time mm-hmm. champion, Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right, not bad. Not oh bad. no, that was great, right. Hill. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm patting myself. No, I was, I'm patting myself I, I, on my back as we speak. Okay, <laughs> now America. We're we almost there. We're almost there. Here's Let's the official. At number ten, I got Mr. Anthony Davis. Oh God, I, I mean, I had him at a. That's not bad. Okay. At number nine, I have Mr. Dwayne Wade. Oof. At number eight, I have the two-way player, three-point specialist, Clay Thompson. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) Whoa. Number seven. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. Defensive specialist, Kawhi Leonard. Wow, it's cracking your top 10 is crazy. Number six, recent champ, the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Interesting. You're welcome. Wow. You're oh, welcome. Scary. Wow. For our listeners, I just want to point out, my guys could take you to a chip. I'm not saying they can help you win a chip. They could drive shotgun. They could be there driving the whip to your chip. 
All of my guys are champions. Okay. All of my guys are two-way players. <laughs> Nobody's taking a playoff. Nobody has to be coached up to figure out how dominant they well, can be. In all fairness, he's in my top top ten too. But Kawhi's taking games off. <laughs> he's actually taking games off, and I got him. But okay, uh, where do we start? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll start with the positive. We're pretty much on the same page on page with Giannis. We're not top five, but he he's knocking on the door. We all got him there, knocking on the door, and that. Top five, so right. You know, besides that, we have nothing in common. Yeah, so pretty much just spending bill when I get past. No, I, I can't wait to see your top five, man. No, Dwayne Wade too. No, we both we all got Dwayne Wade in there. Some higher than others, but we got you got Dwayne Wade in there. Well deserved. Uh, we all got Kawhi in there, right? Oh no! Oh oh <laughs> no! no. No. Um, number 14. I mean, no brain. So okay. Hill is clearly the only one out of us three that thinks James Harden is better than Kawhi. Okay. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's what it comes down to, no? Okay. Yeah. No yeah. question. No question. No question. Uh, I seen Kawhi pin James Harden laid up, lay up against the backboard. He, he, yeah. He, <laughs> like, he's wrong. He, like, I seen him rub his leg. And P, we have to accept that Hill can't be perfect. <laughs> Can't be. I, we have to accept that. I, I accept that, you know, and, and you have to be wrong from time to time. And I accept it. This to is be, one of those times. And to be fair, James Harden, you can make the argument is a better regular season player, but in the, oh, yeah. better, but in the off, better, Pey- Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, basically. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. Peyton, <laughs> That's what you have: a uh, Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. Peyton yeah, give you better player than Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and give. <laughs> Best regular season results ever, yo. But yes, when it comes to me, getting I, Super Bowls and winning that chip, yeah. correct. Just a little Peyton, short. I would take I would take Peyton Manning nine times out of ten over Tom Brady. Absolutely, no no question. So you would have two chips instead of six, Set. seven. Yeah, Jeez. correct. Okay, yeah, well, that, correct. there you go. Mm-hmm. Like you would take zero over two. Okay, all right. Good enough. <laughs> no, good enough. No, Oh, yeah, seven over two. No, no, I'm talking about Kawhi and Harden. Two, take two over none. Correct. 1.5, how we want to do it. Yeah. Oh. Correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I would take Iverson over Oregon. Okay. Yeah, but we're talking like star. Oh, nah. we're to- no, nah, we're, talking, nah. we're talking about star players. Or he's not a star <laughs> player. Nah, 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 nah. But um, uh, um, Harden, wow. Harden, um, hopefully he can help Durant. He, yeah, because um, he's clearly not Batman. Durant, he's clearly not Batman with Kyrie. Talking, he could be the the Butler, but no Batman on that team, brother. Okay, then they're not going to win. He's not going to win a trip. <laughs> I, I, I got the Lakers winning. I don't. I, I don't issue with that. Okay. All right, guys, let us know what you think. Hit us up on um, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, or email us at we need a fifth at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Well, hold on, Mo. Clay Thompson is not a top 10 player. You're oh. wrong. So I, I, I forgive you already. So it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Especially when he holds uh, like uh, like half of the three point um, records already. Oh no, he's the second and, best three point shooter and ever. Has the a record for the most points in the in the quarter in the NBA history. So 
Not even Mike, not LeBron, not Kobe, not Kevin Durant, not Steph Curry. All he the, does. All the people you just named could lead you to a championship. Okay. And given the chance. Ah, I, I, we don't know. We don't know. We don't. We don't, <laughs> that, we don't that's know. it. But what, what I can only state to you is, like I said, he has the most points in the quarter for any player in NBA history. He has the most points for a player with less than 12 dribbles. Uh, come on, is it? Come on, stop with the ESPN stats. Hey, listen. don't we play the score forty right. on a Tuesday? Right. He, he scored he, <laughs> after all right. a holiday. How like, about six, on, sixty-two points on eleven dribbles? P, how's that work for you? Okay, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, but, hey, but, but he's never been the best player on the he, championship. Which we call it most um, three pointers in a game. Like he's not better than Dwayne Wade. Most three pointers in, in a playoff game. Dwayne Wade could take you to a chip. Most three-pointers in a game. Okay. Most three-pointers in a playoff game. Okay. Has the same amount of chips as Dwayne Wade. But Dwayne Wade was, he led you to that chip. He led you to one. Right. That's okay. one more than Clay Thompson led you to. Clay Thompson's team, he didn't have to. No. He, like, because even the best player on Clay Thompson's team, you don't say, oh, he led them to the chip. I would. All right. I would definitely say Steph Curry. <laughs> okay. But but because that's been the major knock on Steph Curry. That's been the, the one negative that people try to bring up on Steph Curry is that, hey, him by himself. That's why it's last season was such a, a major breakout season for Steph Curry in the sense that, hey, you don't have anybody with you and you can get your team to the playoffs. But they don't. The narrative for Steph Curry for so long has been that dude. Yeah, he puts up his numbers, but he's not getting them to the finals. And why do you need Kevin Durant? He did. He did that when he went seventy three games. Okay, and he lost it. That and yeah, now he got and, him to the finals. But, but, so. but like, like I said, the narrative has been like in his playoff runs. Hey, he hasn't had a breakout moment where hey he took over a game, and you can clearly say, all right, Steph Curry dominated game so and so. There is no playoff game where you can say, oh, Steph Curry dominated this game, and he was the sole reason why Golden State won. <sighs> Like even Andre Iguodala. Hey, how you think Andre Iguodala got a finals MVP? Because they got it wrong. Okay. <laughs> they got okay. it wrong. No disrespect okay, Andre Iguodala. They, 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 they got that wrong. They got that wrong. They got it wrong. Stephen Curry finals MVP. And I understand you, you're right. That is the narrative. I just think the narrative is false. But it is the narrative. Okay. WNBA. Playoffs. Semifinals. Looks like Diana Taurasi was able to get the Phoenix Mercury back to tie it up with the Aces. Had a breakout game. Where do we think this series is going? I I, I know P. I, I got Chicago. I got Chicago versus um, Merck. There we go. Hill. You know what you're talking about when it comes to the W. I got Chicago versus Merck. Wow. Uh, and can I trust in and um. And DT, I'm going with DT and Sky. In the words of Denzel and American Gangster, my man. <laughs> now, you know what, though? Because of you, Mo, I spent some time watching, and it, it is, it is a, it's actually a beautiful game. Like, that's, like, it's actually more of a team sport than actually NBA. Even though they are stars, not really too much star driven. The ball moves around quite frequently. Mm-hmm. I'm watching Candace, Candace Parker rejuvenate her career back. Excuse me, back again. And me really taking Skylar Diggins serious. I mean, I thought it was just, you know, I I, I don't want to be chauvinist, but I thought it was more so of a beauty thing. And at the most, uh, she did get there, though. 
because Scarlett Diggins can hoop. Oh, yeah, she's the truth. Um, and Diana has forever kept her game and turned back the hands of time. So I, that, that's actually the final I want to see, actually. Yeah, I, I'm not certain that's the final we want to get, though. Um, Probably not. I don't know what it. For me, when I saw game two, I I, I just felt it, game two for um, Mercury Aces. I felt like the Aces just dropped the ball defensively and just couldn't get back into it. And I'm not completely sold that Diana Taraji is 100% and that she's going to be able to keep on um, giving you the, the this type of performance. Um, but if they're able to... Break the century mark. I think the Aces are going to be in trouble, but I don't know. Liz Cambage for the Aces has just come back from COVID-19, recovering from that, and she Mm -hmm. looked a half step behind. I think if she can get her win back and some of that conditioning back, I don't know how you do that in in a day or two, but um, if she can get that back, the Aces can pull this series out. Because you need her and Asia Wilson to be dominant. And game two, neither one was dominant. And Brittany Griner was able to just run ram shot over them. Brittany Griner um, put her foot per, foot on their neck in the first quarter and didn't let up um, in game two. Game two, she mm-hmm. had um, 16 points in that first quarter and was just... Operation, you shall not pass. <laughs> commenced, <laughs> commenced right after that. You know, it was Operation Lockdown, and she was showing out. And like I said, Liz, Liz Cambage just didn't look like herself. I, I expected better play from her. And it just like, like I said, she just looked out of condition, you know, for lack of a better term. Connecticut, Suns, Versus Chicago Sky, Mohegan Sun. I mean, it should be the local heroes, right? Yeah, and, and you know what? I think they got got their formula back, and I think this is going to be a rough ride for Candace if she is able to um, pull it out. I think it's going to five if she's able to pull mm-hmm. it out. But if the Connecticut Suns do what they did in Game Two, yeah, um, I I think they'll be going to the finals. Um, well, Chicago's up two for real time scores. And Candace Park and Missouri Stevens, they got fourteen right now and they're they're pretty much doing doing their work now with Kalea Cooper. So Sky is up right now. How, what's the score right now? Thirty seven, thirty five. In the first quarter? Nah, it's halftime. Halftime. See, I think if you're Connecticut Suns, you need it around this this score scoring level. If you're the Chicago Sky and you want to win this, score needs to be more in the 40s or 50s. Like, hey, you're going to threaten to get into the century mark and come the end of the game. I think Connecticut Suns, they kind of want to muddy the waters, you know, so that John John Quell Jones can work down low. And they want to make it a low-scoring game. So... And all the games have been close with the Chicago Sky and the Connecticut Sun, so looks to be a good series coming up. It looks like their front court is dominant, though, with Cooper, Parker, and Stevens, though. That, that is nasty right about now. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, 25 with 37 points. 
that's going to be, like I said, this semifinals is going to be entertaining. And I think the finals, no matter who gets there, is going to be an entertaining matchup. Like I said, these women, um, they can ball. Yeah, ladies are definitely showing out. Definitely showing out. Let us know what you think. Who do you think is going to make it to the finals? Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you can email us at we need a fifth at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Fellas, I know me and P were talking about this off air the other day and thought we'd bring the discussion here to We Need a Fifth. What type of movies would we like to see made? Uh, I know me personally, I, there's a, a, a black author. She passed away a couple of years ago, but she had a, a series vampire huntress series that kind of pulled in real world religions into the story and kind of made it a little bit more believable as far as hey for example they use cain and abel in the storyline as part of the myths um they talked about some of the ancient warriors of the past like hannibal's king solomon and stuff like that into the storyline and and it's a is a positive look for all religions where they um, she's able to incorporate stories or, or mythologies from all religions, whether that be Islam, Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism <laughs> at one point, just to kind of push the story along and create a world where hey, vampires and demons exist and stuff like that. And there are people that hunt them down. That's always been a, a dream project i hope somebody would take up um the author's name is la banks like i said she passed away some some time ago but um that's definitely something i would love to see her or um octavia butler she she's another sci-fi writer that passed away a, a while ago i would love to see one of her stories put in movie format what about you hill for me it would be the final 48 as uh, a playoff of the United the first 48, but the final 48, I would love to see Nick and um, Eddie Murphy do it for one last time. I always thought about that before, actually. But I want to see 48 hours. Okay. Okay. P. Um, for me, when not actually, it's not even a particular movie. It's more the genre. I just realized I don't think I've seen like a classic comedy in a good 10 to 20 years. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, it's weird. What's, what's the last classic comedy you saw? Well, I think we have a top five list coming up. I don't want to put any spoilers out. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> All right. A, a beautiful segue, I guess. <laughs> um, top, top five comedy movies of all time um and we're excluding stand-up so no eddie murphy roar delirious just straight movies comedy movies um p okay uh like we were talking off air it was hard for me not to make this the eddie murphy invitational <laughs> uh honorable mention there we go the eddie murphy movies beverly hills cop pick one or two in Harlem Nights. Mm-hmm. That was like my honorable mentions. That okay. could have easily... I could have just given you five Eddie Murphy movies. Okay. Number five, which I believe might have been the, the last one. Meet the Parents. 
Um, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, De Niro shows his versatility. You know, young Vito Corleone was actually funny. Um, <laughs> number four. Now we get to the Eddie Murphy, Nutty Professor. Jesus. Wow. I mean, hey, jeez. I, I, huh? This is worse than your top 50 list. You like Nutty Professor? Okay. Go, go ahead. I'm I, sorry. I, I, take I'm that sorry. A, I take that as a no. <laughs> I thought I could give you one or two, but okay. Uh, number three, Wedding Crashers. Call her Kitty Cat. If you know, you know. Uh, number two, Trading Places. And number one, it, I don't think you could top this. Coming to America. Those, those are my top five comedy movies. Hell, you, you got your five? Yeah, I got them. Hit, hit us with your five, man. All right, number five, I got the jerk. Number four, I have Airplane. Number three, I have Nine to Five. <clears throat> Number two, got Trading Places. Number one, Coming to America. Okay. Oh, I, I feel a lot better about my list now. No, I mean, the top two was perfect. Nine to five was, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a good Nine one. to five was a good movie. Very, very. Airplane was a funny movie. Yeah, all your movies are funny. Um, um, the Jerk not was so, very underrated. Not, not so fast. Oh, it was a good movie, but the only one I would have... Airplane I, and The Jerk, please. Not a jerk. Oh. Jerk was funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Swallowed a little throw up. Sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, just a funny movie. Uh, yeah, it's funny. You watched, you sat through it all. That's uh, what's funny. Uh, no, that, was, that was a funny movie. I agree. That was a funny movie. Wow. Okay. Shout out Steve Martin. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, <laughs> like I said, it's funny. Y'all sat through that. Oh, yeah, nah, it's a no brainer, Mo. It's a no brainer. Wow. Number five. <laughs> I got. Sci-fi. Number five, I got Harlem Nights. Oh, come on. Number four, I got half baked. Come on, yeah. number, really? number three, I got dodgeball. So you, what are we doing here? What are we no, doing? No, <laughs> no, number two, I have trading places. Okay. And number one, I have coming to America. So yeah, the first, you know, the the, the top two was unanimous. Yeah, those are no brainers. Yeah, no brainers, no brainers. Listen, I, I'll even give you if you want to switch two for one. I, I'll I'll take that too. I wouldn't. No, that's how much as, I love trading. As, places. as much as I, I I like trading places, I think coming to America is a clear cut number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, easily. Just, and, trading, no. and trading places was great. I don't know what to tell you, but coming to America is just yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was hard for me not to put in all Eddie Murphy movies for the comedy section right now. Because honorable mentions, I got Golden Child, Beverly Hills Cop, <laughs> one and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Honorable mention to Grand, Groundhog's Day and The Watch. Groundhog's Day, F- Bill Murray. Yeah, you you heard it. Bill Murray? Yeah. 
Yeah, you heard it. You got the jerk airplay from this other guy. Come on, stop. Yeah, no, I will mention I would have like the great outdoors. Huh? Huh? Um, What's who? Who's in that? Who's who? What? The Great Outdoors with John Candy. No nature channels. Yeah, that was that this a, not Discovery. National National Geographic. Watch it then. Great Outdoors is a great movie. Take your word uh, for it. Uh, yeah, I take your word for it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not there, yo. Oh my goodness. What's on the radar, fellas? Uh Halloween. Halloween. New Halloween coming out. In movie theaters next week, I believe, or on Peacock. Uh, yeah, you, you know you lost me there. I, I, I'm not a horror flick guy. They <laughs> give me 30 days of it right now, so. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it's that time of year. Yeah. I'm taking it. Actually, 31, right? 31. 31 straight days of it. Well, what's on your radar, P? Uh, word has it there, Netflix is trying again to do a He-Man, so I'm going to try to catch that. I know it's out already, but I haven't, got, I haven't gotten to it yet. And um, the bar was set very low. Okay, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Kevin Smith. Hey, I, I'm going to tell you, you'll enjoy it a lot better than that Kevin Smith garbage. And that's what it's going to be called now. It's not going to, we're not going to refer to his garbage as He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. I call it Tila and the Masters of the Universe. Yeah, I, I call it Kevin Smith's garbage. That's what we're going to call it, P. <laughs> Kevin Smith's garbage. I'm not even going to put that on Tila anymore because it wasn't her fault. <laughs> That's Kevin Smith's garbage. <laughs> What's on my radar? Squid Game from Netflix. Everybody's been hitting me in the head with that. That I got to watch that. I'm also, you didn't watch that yet? No, not yet. You're missing uh, out. I've, I've seen so many anime in other Korean or Chinese films that were so closely linked to that squid game that I'm like, all right, I already know this story. I've seen it before. Yeah, agree, yeah. agree. And they all been good though, to be fair though. Yeah, definitely. And it's just like, hey, I'm I'm just not in the mood to particularly jump into that story again. You know? And like, this is what you have to, if you're like that mode, you're right. Because I did it with my wife goes, Oh my God, you and your your Korean either drama or Korean Thrillers, I that, that's where I am right now, strictly. So I've exhausted Netflix to the fullest. So I can understand that. So with going with that premise, you're right. So there's no rush to see it. For the newcomers, which is coming on, and like this is like sliced bread, I get it. I totally get it, though. That being said, Mo, watch it. It's good. And I'm also watching out for my Doom movie. It's coming out this month on HBO Max. I think it comes out on the 22nd. I'm there for it. I'm there. Doom. Yeah. House of Trades. Any last thoughts, fellas? Uh, that all. Hill, good to have you back. Rest up. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Everybody is listening. Yeah, Thanks uh, for listening. Take your antioxidants and people, this is like the time to get sick. So uh, whatever you people got to do out there, uh, take care of your bodies and listen to We Need the Fifth by any chance you can get. Yeah, don't forget to hit us up on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or you can email us at we need a fifth at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You made it this far, you might as well subscribe. Subscribe and like, and if you're on Spotify, hit that support button. Fellas, it's been a good one. Later. And another one. I love you guys.
Love you, America. Peace and love. Yo, we need a fifth.